Human design is an amalgamation of several facets of spirituality. The I Ching, astrology, chakras, Kabbalah, all combine beautifully into one system. Mary Rose and Mary Letitia have been exploring their own designs for the last year. This podcast is an extension of that exploration. Come learn, laugh, and grow with us as we become Guided by Design. Hello, beautiful listeners. Mary and I are going to be starting on a series called self-research series and this self-research series is going to be all about channels we love researching and having something to dig into every week so we are starting with channels that we share and then we will be moving on to some channels that are individual to each of us and this gives us an opportunity to learn more about ourselves and each other. And if you share any of these channels with us, you'll get to learn about them too. This week's episode is specifically about the holidays. So we wanted to make sure that this was offered and available to our audience before the Christmas holiday coming up. And we hope that you enjoy it. We really did try to dig around in ourselves and figure out why we are having a hard time with these holidays this year, more so than it feels like we have in other years. And there was a wonderful quote that I had seen yesterday that I think really kind of helps us understand this a little bit more. It was from the Ultimate Mom Challenge on Instagram, and it said, When hermit crabs are molting, they undergo a transformation that leaves them especially vulnerable to predators until their new, stronger exoskeleton grows in place. During this time, the crab will bury itself in the ground to protect itself while its body undergoes complete metamorphosis. When Glennon Doyle mentioned this process in her podcast, it hit me like lightning Is this why I feel such an immense desire to sit it out through the holidays this year? So if your exoskeleton is extra soft right now and you feel very sensitive to what is going on around you and it doesn't feel good, this episode is for you. Take care. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Mary. Is it a good morning? (laughs) Is it a good morning? I feel sometimes like when I'm inhaling to say good morning to you when we're doing our our episodes, like it's almost like cocking a gun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's just what came to mind this morning. I love it. I love it because you never know what's going to really come out. Like what's going on well i really don't like december and then it's not just the cold and the and the snow it's amazing because you were born in december 
but there's something about this month that makes me feel crazy. And um, I think it, I think some of it is the busyness. Like, have you noticed like just how bustling people are? Um, well, I think it, you know, there's, I think there's a lot to unpack with December and we are going to dive into that because I, I feel like I have over the years with the aging of my children shifted from the bustler to the bah humbug. And so I want to talk about that further because, um, and I also think it's like a good idea. I was just, I wrote down like, holiday intentions or maybe December intentions versus December reality and holiday <laughs> reality. Um, but before we dive into our shared therapy session this morning, um, what's, what's been in your eyeballs or your ear holes lately? You know, unfortunately I've been training at work, so I really haven't listened to much this week. Um, I did fall asleep and uh, therefore wake up to some uh, really great Australian guys talking about a movie list that I didn't really know any of the movies or people that were on it. Um, Was it Lexi and Cameron? Yes, yes, it was. And they did a top 10 list. And um, I was so delusionally tired that I, um, like I fell asleep almost immediately, but I'd set my sleep timer. So when I, when I woke up uh, early this morning, I turned it back on. Man, just their accents really relax me. Like, I don't even have to know mm-hmm. what they're talking about. I just, and it was really nice. Um, so I, I actually, now I want to go back and re-listen into it and see if I was just delusionally tired or if I do know any of those movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't listened to this one yet, but I, I saw that they did have a new episode. And then their next one is going to be... Um, their next series i love that they do these series which is so funny (laughs) the next one is called christmas with crooks so (laughs) that will be excellent and i agree on the australian accents i don't know what it is um because i started i think i mentioned this maybe last week did i um about big soft titty.png is of some of their friends and i've listened to a couple episodes of those two and find myself even now like yesterday they talked about like silent night and rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and they just make such ridiculous jokes that now like i heard rudolph on the radio and i just started like uncontrollably giggling in my car because i couldn't help but think of and it totally made my son singing silent night like (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 painted every every color I just can't get enough of. So um, I haven't really, I I actually did a couple, a couple different things this week. I was listening to um, the, so I tried this one out. It's called spirit school and she's a medium. And I had seen another projector on Instagram post about her December 2021 spirit messages um and i i've only gotten about halfway through that but i've really so far you know that's so funny like you get halfway through but i really like kind of how she presents what's been coming through for her and so that was really that's a good one that i've been listening to 
um, which I think she recorded on December 1st. And then, um, do, 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 let me, I'm just scrolling through to see. Um, and then I also really like the, the human design podcast. I didn't even make it all the way through if I'm totally honest, but I went back and tried to listen to the December transits update, but those are so long. It is really hard for me to kind of stick with it and, and listen through the whole thing because it's like over an hour of, of two women just like talking about themselves and the transits. And I'm like, can we just get to the transits, ladies? I mean, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so it's a, like over two hour long podcast then? No, it's usually over an hour, but it's just, it's like, I'm kind of like a, can we get to the, it's funny for my movie podcast, riff, go ahead, do whatever the, you know, take you wherever the comic <laughs> takes you. For my human design podcast, can we get to the fucking back to the subject? Like, I, I keep feel like I'm constantly trying to wrangle these two back on topic, and um, it doesn't really work when you're listening to a podcast. <laughs> but she does have one that's called Mining for Gold, um, a 2021 review, which might be good. I really do think some of those review things. And I just saw the Wealth Witch has a, um, Back to basics episode, underestimating the power of foundational practices. I might add to my queue because that one looks like it would be good. But I haven't listened to Millie and Danielle this week. I did get caught up on Poog, um, but that's about it for me. Oh, while I was traveling, I did... You will. You're. You sparked me when you said uh, two hours. I'm like, oh my god, Dax's um, podcasts are almost always like an hour and fifty five minutes. <laughs> Chelsea Handler was making fun of him about it, um, but I did listen to him and Brooke Shields and Monica talk, and that was really interesting. Like I, you know, we don't think about how incredibly awful we were in the 80s <laughs> like as the individual like, or we as society that society um they they were playing a they were talking about a walter or a barbara walters interview that brooke shields did when she was 14 15 right so shortly after blue lagoon lagoon and then she had done a calvin klein commercial that um sold a lot of jeans but was super super sexual for somebody her age mm -hmm. And like Barbara, Barbara Walters, like you think of her and you think of like this wholesome lady. She was oh, no, she was terrible. She was, she was terrible. I don't know why I have this, this, because she's old, I guess I have this altered image <laughs> of her in my head. Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters. <laughs> but anyway, she freaking... Yeah, I just, some of the things that that girl went through because she was such a young child star and they sexualized her so early, um, even though she wasn't, you know. Did she talk about the movie Pretty Baby at all? She did, yep. Um, That's what she did her thesis on. Oh, wow. She went to school and she went to a really prestigious school. I didn't know that. Like, she's got some brains she on her. chops, yeah. Yeah, so... She has just founded this program or platform for older women because um, basically we're not invisible. But don't you feel that way as you get older? 
Yeah, I do a little bit. And you said it to me once, you know, years ago when I was in my thirties and still having a lot of sex and I didn't really get it. I'm like, Oh, I don't get it. Like, um, now I get it. Now that, I we get it. that we're not seen by men anymore. Well, by society, even like oh, yeah. we're not sold to, we're not, you know, we're not, mar- we're not really marketed to, we're not really like, yeah, there's so many things. <laughs> too, it's like in a, it's because somebody sent us a catalog for incontinence. Yeah, basically. Like, I mean, I just feel like we're in the, we're right in that beginning of the stage where nobody cares. Like as, a, as a, in your twenties and thirties, you're young, you're whatever sexual. And then we go through this stage that, that's like nothing until we become old grandmas. <laughs> yeah. So she just really talked a lot about that. And that really resonated with me. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, that is, that is kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I, and I think of just, she did, and you know, she's funny, genuinely, like there are, and that's, I think what's kind of interesting is like, um, she did, I mean, this is what is, is hilarious is like, you talk about Brooke Shields and it brings up that on Funnier Die once she did where she was on the playground and she was the mom that kept saying, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself to a kid. And now that's like a common phrase that I use the yes. way that said it um which i don't know that's so funny but you bring that up because we've been watching this stupid channel on our samsung tv that's music videos like there's a couple music video channels and one is rock and one is 90s and one is 80s and so we just basically it's kind of like the old days where we had the different um mtv mtv2 and like vh1 that would all still when they back when they still played music videos and you just like scroll up scroll down scroll up scroll down to see what kind of that's at least my operative um mode was to scroll up and scroll down and i saw the video for check yourself last night and even now i i still think of that stupid skit whenever i hear the song check yourself (laughs) by ice cube (laughs) um because of brooke shields so there you go that's not about last night yeah she's genuinely funny she really is and um oh god but the return to like the blue lagoon really was i mean do you remember seeing that when you were young i didn't see it when i was young i didn't see it until i was in my 20s and what did you think about it in your 20s um i probably fell asleep part way through it like i oh. you know it, it was it wasn't like i remember bits and pieces of it that's the way i feel about it now that i'm in my 40s and i well, maybe i because i was young when i saw it it just really like ah uh, yeah i just it, it was really like i don't know it, it kind of was like the stirrings it was a lot of stirrings happening in that movie it was like a lot of questions about well the same questions that those kids were going through what's happening with my body yeah like why why is this happening why do i feel this way why why is this person making me feel this way when we've never felt this way about we've always just played with each other before we've always just been friends and then yeah so i don't know oh yeah now so now that you talk about it it comes back to me a little bit but again i watched in my 20s so it was more of me trying to like think about that with my children versus myself so 
that's why it resonated more with you because you were a child and you were going probably through that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was very much like, and I was a bit of a precocious child. So um, it definitely was like, Oh, and you know, I just, I was always a little interested in sex and stuff, which of course, you know, parents worst nightmare is when they're young, they're young kids that really probably have no business being interested in sex or just curious about sex. I was curious. What can I say? I was a little I was, I was too, though. As a child, I was very curious. And um, for as little amount of exposure to TV as I had, I think it was even weirder for my parents. <laughs> yeah, they're like, where did this come from? Why are you asking? Uh, I had my Barbies. My Barbies were always fucking each other constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had such a fantasy, like, imagination that, like, I spent lots of time outside pretending I was with other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had whole relationships going on. Basically. Outside. Well, that's what they get for, you know, I kind of isolating you from, from, from people. <laughs> you got to make up your own friends. It, it really, it surprises me, Mary, that you were so curious, but you didn't start partaking early in life. Oh, that wasn't by choice. That was, <laughs> I would have probably been fucking a lot earlier had anyone been interested in fucking me. But I also just, I was, I was super nerdy. And, you know, there, there weren't a lot of nerdy boys that were just like DTF. And so I will say like, I found myself the equivalent of a carny to lose my virginity to. And, and I, and also, cause I, I'm, I'm not one of those people that's like, it's special. I don't hold sacred the idea that virginity is something to be fucking um, applauded or saved or anything. In some ways it's like, no, I mean, that that making it so fucking special and holy is why we're so, I mean, it's just so gross. So fucked up about it all. It's so <laughs> fucked up. And so I'm, I we definitely. We our girls, but we want them to be virgins forever. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it is gross. It's disgusting. And the fact that you're a cat, you grew up or were, were forced into Catholicism and still feel that way is interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that that's the whole thing is I'm like, it isn't normal to make grown fucking men celibate to me. Like, I just, I think that that is where the Catholic church, it was absolutely a tool of control within Catholicism um, to, to, but it's, but it's like, this is the, the classic fuck around and find out mentality that I have is they fucked around and they found out that when men are told that they can't have sex because they need to be celibate for their, for their religion, they're still going to have sex, but they're going to be so fucking, um, it's gonna, it. yeah, it's going to be so, um, just it's it's not going to to end well and so now we're seeing oh and it just blows my mind i mean and i'm not i'm not this isn't like a maybe it is a little bit sounding judgmental but it blows my mind that people still participate in catholicism mm -hmm. like it, it really does make me question like 
what is it that Catholicism has ever done for anyone that you would knowingly as an adult, as a grown ass modern adult, still think that this is a religion worth devoting any amount of time or money to? I just don't get it. They don't do enough good work, in my opinion, to justify it. No, agreed. And I believe that the the sexualization yet virginity bound, you know, situation with them is 100% control as well. Like it was control way back when, God, you couldn't marry off a girl if she wasn't a virgin. You know what I mean? Where it was financially and religiously holding people down. I don't know. I just think it's real fucked up. Agreed. Well, we've now um, converted into the the Catholicism podcast. So anti-Catholicism Catholicism podcast. Welcome. Um, we will have a weekly agenda to to discuss on this topic. Just kidding. Um, but no, let's 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 unpack. We've got a little bit. We you know we got a little. I wouldn't say off track. When are we ever really truly on track? On track. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an illusion. Um, but what? let's talk about holidays and because I'm going to, I'm going to put on my little therapist hat. So um, it doesn't really fit well. It actually looks a little bit like um, an elf hat right now, but (laughs) I'm such a, I'm ridiculous. Um, But I guess that I want to know from, from you and then I can kind of unpack it myself a little bit. Like, what the expectations are around the holidays that you feel are creating kind of some of this, um, this I would, I don't want to call it anxiety because it's more than that. Um, because it's like a deep, it's a deeper level. Like I don't even want to say hatred, but kind of along those lines animosity. of animosity. Good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think back. Like I do, you know, you spoke a little bit about when, my, when since my kids have gotten older. Well, even when my children were, were young, like when Trevor was a baby, I didn't want to celebrate Christmas. I didn't want to do the whole bullshit fucking Santa Claus, blah, 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 elf on a shelf bullshit. I, I didn't want to. I didn't, I did not even want to pretend about Santa. Girl, same. <laughs> and I I really divulge this to most of my family. Like, we aren't going to do that bullshit. I'm not going to lie about the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus or any of that shit. Like, it's not really who I am. I didn't, didn't buy into it as a kid. Um, I thought it was a lot of lying and secretiveness. Like, I don't know. I really, I really resent things that turn out in the end to feel like a lie to me. So anyway, back to when Trevor was a baby. So I profess this to like my mom and Josh's mom and um, a few people like that just, we weren't playing the game. And my family had my grandmother call me and basically schooled me into having to do the Christmas bullshit (laughs) and out of all of the human beings on this earth I only knew I knew I only had so many years left with her 
Oh, God. So it was absolute guilt. 100%. So Isn't this, it? Time, this oh. time of year, I think about her a lot. And I want to honor her memory in some ways. But it is a rough time of year for me. <sighs> and I think I resent the fact that everybody wants to celebrate. <laughs> I think that that's valid. Um, I'm just sitting with that for a second because I think that that really speaks to a lot of the baggage and the trauma that we carry around with us about our family comes out during the holidays, whether it's when, you know, especially from when we were children, um, I had a lot of family memories tied to Christmas because we would all get together as a family. And, you know, as a child, I, I recall a lot of the good stuff. I don't recall, you know, and this is the thing. I don't know what my parents had to put in to make Christmas happen for their kids. I know that they always seemed to kind of struggle. There were, but we always had something. And, but this idea that there had to be something and that I, I think that my mom might have been shamed by her siblings and not that they were like, it had to be of status, but you know, like it was mo mostly about their, their struggle financially and her probably not wanting, she's a very like, um, she's a Taurus. And so there's a lot of pride, I think, tied up in that too. So I guess I look at it, you know, my whole thing th these days is um, there is so much focus on bye, 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 so much stuff by shit you don't need. And it's not really even within the spirit of giving things as gifts. It's all of the focus on buying stuff is really like some of it might be gifts, but it's also like this idea that right now things are cheap. So you should buy things for yourself now too, which I wish was the case year round. Why should it be only at Christmas time that we feel that we can, um, you know, it's, it's just become this whole thing that we save, we, we scrounge, we scrape, we make shit happen for one month of the year that really it should be, it's a scarcity mindset in action because we don't put any of that effort into the rest of the year at all. And some of it I get because God, the fucking winter is so goddamn, we're in Montana. So it's like so goddamn rough here to survive the winter, just like without becoming suicidal between snow, ice, um, our state government. There's like a million reasons to be, uh, you know, up in arms about stuff, but this does like seem like it's supposed to be 
this magical time, but the magic isn't in any of what we're being force fed by society. It's, you know, for me, it, it is the songs. I, I do like Chris. I'm, I am one of those lunatics that likes Christmas music. Christmas music might be this year. One of the only things that I like about Christmas is, it, you know, the smooth sounds of Nat King Cole. I love Nat King Cole. Yes. Oh gosh. Dawning on me that I'm going, I think I'm going to buy myself a Nat King Cole record. I saw one at target yesterday and I'm like, well, that's the thing. Yeah. I want, I want, but then you, you know what my mind thought? Maybe I should ask somebody to buy that for me. And then, you know, that's kind of the fucked mentality is why wouldn't we just buy what we want and enjoy it and not worry that that we have to and this is the same thing with kids is that kids get all this shit and it's like the rest of the year we're we're telling them what we you know that they have to wait that they have to earn it that all this stuff and it's just I don't know it's just really fucked and I haven't really done anything to like, and I know that you had like really grand and you are like, you're a great baker, you're a great gift giver. And I know you had like a lot of really good plans to, to, to give like, you know, shop locally um, and do all that stuff. But I'm just finding less and less. I'm like, no, I don't even want to, I don't even want to do that. Like I don't even want to buy things for people. Yeah, I thought I'd do some shopping this weekend and I tried like I I had quite a bit of alone time and um, I'm in a different city. So I was like, but I I didn't have a lot of access to get out of the touristy spots, but I still wanted to check it out. See, because there's a lot of local people who, especially on Fremont Street, that um, make their own stuff. Right. And sell sell things down there. So I actually found something that I was like, oh. I should get this for Mary. And then, and then it all kind of hit me again. And I was like, yes, it, it would probably be a good thing for Mary. But at the same time, I was like, her and I both feel so weird about how much stuff we have anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that she'd love a gift, but I want to give gifts of time and experience. Yeah. So I ended up not buying any Christmas presents down there. I didn't buy any gifts. Well, I, I take that back. I did find the cutest little stuffy horse for my grandbaby because I have collected her all these little stuffy horses and unicorns. Um, by all, I mean like three because I, again, know how much stuff a child collects. But they're yeah. just, but anyway, that's the only thing I bought while I was in Vegas as far as gifts go. And uh yeah, I just, as I was shopping, I, I didn't see anything that would have hit anybody else that, you know, and it wasn't homemade and it wasn't handmade. And I was like, it's probably just something from um, another, you know, I mean, like imported in stuff. And I was just like, I don't know what it is about how we've been conditioned about this time of year. But it's really, really getting to me this year, like worse yeah. than ever before. Yeah, I think that that is the thing that that is the hardest part, maybe of of the the human design aspect is understanding that 
um, so much of our tradition, so much of what we do isn't inherently something that we found value in. It's something our parents found value in. It's okay. not something that we created a tradition. It's that our parents or our grandparents created a tradition. And I was, when you were talking about like not lying to your kids about Santa and stuff like that, I 100% had that mentality before I had kids. I'm never going to lie to them about, about Santa and then guess guess who became a very useful scapegoat to get the kind of behavior that I wanted out of my children during sure. yep <laughs> oh yes i ended up doing it because like everybody basically threatened me and of course when they're little it's fun and they get so excited about everything but like you said as they grow up god by the time that they're in fucking junior high ugh yeah there is, there's nothing that's going to make them, I mean, if they're not already behaving the way you want them to fucking God bless you. I don't yeah. know. It's, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I it's, it's just one of those things. And so it has become the traditions. And I think that that is something that resonated with me a little bit more this year than before. Cause God, I miss my daughter. <laughs> Oh. And I know she'll be home in a few days, and I'm really excited about that. But over Thanksgiving, like she was like, "God, Mom, I miss your food so much. Like I just, I just want some of your leftovers." And I was like, "Oh, baby, you'll be home for Christmas. You know, I'll cook you whatever you want." But those little things that they say to me now that they're adults, that are like, "Oh." Those are the pieces out of this holiday that I need. Mm -hmm. I think that that's, oh God. Well, I think that that's really like the, you've, you've kind of rooted around and found maybe a little bit of what it is, is that there's, there's a lot of loss in our children growing older that we don't necessarily, you know, it's, it's, you celebrate it. You have a tendency to really celebrate those things to some degree and that's excellent but i think that 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 the that it doesn't also necessarily that you may not you know me dime store fucking psychologist here you may not give yourself really the opportunity to mourn those things as much as as you may need to because there is like an element of just like losing a loved one as they age and no longer need us they're going to find you know there's going to be years that you don't see your kids but it hasn't happened yet no there's going to be you know so far there hasn't been a christmas where you haven't had time with your kids because they've always been so close and even now you know two out of three you know you're going to see because one <laughs> one's one you live with and one is got your grandbaby so there's no way that you're not going to see them for Christmas because you're going to be seeing your grandbaby even if you're like okay well love you son but um, I'm not here for you this, this <laughs> stop being about you so um, yeah I think that that's that's a piece that allow yourself like and, and maybe that talking to grandma piece I mean really kind of, you know, you are a grandma now. What is the spirit that she brought to the holiday that you want for, for grandbaby? And not like you have to duplicate it, but it, there are things like 
from that standpoint of conditioning, if you don't want to do the same things that your grandma did, what new traditions are there to be made? And you don't necessarily know those until like the day happens and you're like, okay, next year, I want to make sure that I absolutely just sit and, and that, that we read a story together. Maybe it's like, you know, a story with the grandbaby, those kinds of things are even more important because that's, you know, I remember spending a lot of time with my cousins, but um, I lost my grandparents early. I've always been a little cynical about grandparents because I've never really had that same experience of spending time with one. I didn't have a grandma that ever spent any time, quality time alone with me to my recollection, or if she did, it's definitely been lost, a lost memory so like if you have those memories of spending time with your grandma you know those are those are very precious it's not to say don't waste them but it's like think about how not to be guilted by them but think about what what kinds of traditions you want to start for your own grandbaby because you get to do that now yeah i suppose i was really blessed instead of parents for a long time i just had my grandma so and it sounds like you had a good one. The best. The best. And there's like that knife of jealousy that runs through me. It's like, I, I, I really, you know, there's been elements of my life where I'm embittered by the, what I see as wastefulness when it comes to how people waste time with their, with their grandkids like, like it's always going to be available to them. Yeah. And, um, and not, not, not you specifically, I'm saying like in my own life, there have been situations yeah. where I've seen things that I'm just like, you know, they won't always be. And the idea that you think that they're going to remember your, remember you is, um, a presumption it's presumptuous to think that your grandkids will remember you when, when there hasn't been much. And I had like a grandpa up until I was in my thirties. He died after Elora was born, but he never, that's the thing is like, he was a, he was a person that didn't want to make any effort. None whatsoever. He had three grandkids four once my sister uh, came into the picture Although I don't know, you know, from that standpoint, if he was like going to be, I think he kind of accepted the fact that we had an, another child, but not necessarily, if, if it, yeah. I don't probably would have called her his grandbaby. He was a bit of a raging bigot, but, you know, he had three grandkids that after my brother graduated from high school, we had to stop and see him in Casper if we wanted to see him and nobody, nobody went through Casper. Um, but he would drive himself. He refused to let anybody like move him up closer to be around his family. He didn't want any of that. And it's like, he really chose to isolate. And I, I just, I hope that if he was bitter about that choice, that, that no one was coming to see him, um, you know, that, that really was one of those things that it's like, well, 
that if that's the attitude that you're going to have about the fact that I just don't understand sometimes like what's the expectation that grandkids come to you or that you see your grandkids? I just, I don't know what that is. Cause I, I, I have the impression that you're the one that goes and sees your grandbaby. You don't expect that grandbaby to come to you, No. but in order to see him, unless it was, uh, he came up for like high school graduations, I, but I didn't see him hardly at all during my childhood, unless we drove down to go to Casper to go see him. So now this has turned into an hour long um, therapy session on Christmas. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I, I, I mean, would, I, I, f- I feel the same way. Like just, you know, I, on the way home, we were having a conversation and um, I brought up something about my dad and, and Josie asked me, she goes, so you just don't talk to your dad, huh? And I was like, yeah, that's a whole, whole nother package to unpack there. But um, now that I'm a grandparent, I can't even imagine. Like I, it, it, it makes me even so much angrier mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh my God, am I ever going to be able to pack out this shit? Because I was angry at my dad because of my grandma. <laughs> Um, and the fact that he took advantage of her for so many years, and I have also accepted the fact that she allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, it can't all be him. She raised him. Um, but to be so fucking selfish to not have any effort to carry on a relationship with your grandchildren like, I can't even think about it most days because it makes me so mad. Like, every time one of my children did anything major, I wanted my dad to be there. I wanted him to be part of that celebratory party with my children. And he didn't care. He didn't care enough to pick up the phone, uh, shoot a fucking Facebook message, respond to a motherfucking graduation invite. All three of my children have graduated high school. He hasn't lifted a finger to, to even say congratulations. I haven't heard a Merry Christmas or a Happy Thanksgiving since the year after my grandma died. And I feel the same way that you feel, Mary. Like, I can't do it all. And as soon as I stopped putting in the effort of making sure my children were part of his life, they weren't. Mm-hmm that fucking simple, like that simple. They just weren't. And now that I am a grandma, I, it makes me sick to my fucking stomach. Like I can't imagine missing any of Troyan's anythings. Yeah. Not a birthday, not a Christmas, not a anything. Like I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And I won't. You don't have to. No, I don't. I think that, and you know, and uh, you know, I never want to play devil's advocate because honestly, like there are times that it's just like, let that person's absolute selfishness kind of just be their, their selfishness. But I think there's a lot tied up with that of maybe, um, maybe thinking and feeling like he's a piece of shit and taking the easy way of just confirming it there's likely 
Maybe and maybe not. Maybe there is no guilt about it. But I think I, I would be hard pressed to think that there may be a little bit of guilt. But at the same time, most people respond to guilt with um, avoidance and denial and blaming it on other people. And it's not his fault and all of those things. But um, yeah, it is. I th- feel like we are uh, we are the adult children of some really selfish, just I'll just say people. It's not even specifically. It's just, but in the same token, like what you said about your grandma and being angry that she, you know, that he took advantage or that that she let herself be taken advantage. Um, I think in a lot of ways, you were exactly where you were supposed to be. And 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 I, I take comfort in the fact that you were raised by someone who gave you all of the the wonderful things that she's taught you and the, and the, 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 the things that you picked up as a part being a part of, you know, her household and her life, because you wouldn't have gotten those things. No. Otherwise. And maybe that's why she let herself be taken advantage of in a way that you probably would never let yourself is that um, the alternative was absolutely unimaginable for her. Mm-hmm. And she she was unwilling to let you be the victim of that alternative. Without a doubt. God damn it, I want a grandma. <laughs> well, you'll be one someday. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know if my kids are really going to, they, they don't, not to say that I'm expecting them, but I'm also, I, I've never been someone who's like, I can't wait to be a grandma. I'll be, I'm sure it'll be great. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm cool with not like if they don't want to have kids, I'm, I'm 100% okay with that as well. Yeah, I was totally cool with not, but uh, I'm really excited that I am. Yeah. Did I, think I, it, did, I, did I tell you I got to keep her for a few hours by myself? Like, with yeah, that mom went and did some, sh- some shopping or some errands and stuff. Yes, it was so fabulous. She only screamed at me a few times. Um, mostly when I had to change her poor little diaper because who likes to have their butt changed? Nobody. I don't know. There's some weird babies that like it. I don't I don't know. I don't know them. Yeah. I don't believe that they exist. And then I had to go outside for a few minutes and Michaela held her. And Michaela, Michaela's anxiety gets so high, like so immediate. And I'm sure she just protrudes that energy so the baby's just screaming she's like mom she's just screaming at me I'm like well let me take her she'll be fine I was like you need to just relax like just take a breath when you're holding her <laughs> yeah you gotta breathe you can't like you're gonna pass out if you don't breathe when you're that baby. she's like she doesn't like it when she faces me she doesn't like it when she doesn't face me <laughs> yeah I was like oh you know babies are babies are fickle but they're easy they just want to be comfortable. Like more than yeah. anything, a baby just wants to be comfortable. And what, and you know what makes them most comfortable? Whatever makes the person holding them the least comfortable. <laughs> Probably. You find yourself in the position that you are least comfortable. It's like, it's kind of that whole idea is that um, babies that, that want you to stand while you hold them. And then you're, you're standing and then you're standing and you're standing and you're like, God, I just, I want to sit down. And then you sit down and that baby freaks out. <laughs> then you got to stand again. It's like, yeah, 
it's it's definitely a thing I think that, that was why that's why Emily and I are so close she spent about I don't know 10 months of just not being able to sleep or eat properly so she just cried unless I was walking around bouncing her like I had to do a bounce bop walk around the house with her day and night we slept upright in a chair for I mean if we could sleep that's how we slept holy cow I believe that that is why Emily and I are bonded besides the fact that because she was so sick when she was so little then I started letting her sleep in my bed and that girl slept in my bed straight up too long (laughs) straight up too long until she was probably 12 or 13 and uh, you know even even as a high schooler like if she was sad or if she was sick she's still back in my bed and that's okay I love that all of my children were always welcome in that manner because I was not as a child so except for my grandma my grandma allowed that but my mother didn't so yeah I'm very much a um they like they ask now can I come sleep with you and I will now really set some some boundaries with my with my sleep and say um no you can't tonight. It, it's not like Elora had anxiety because of the the threat the other night, the school threat. Um, welcome to the two thousands where yeah. kids threaten to shoot up schools all the time now and do just shoot up schools all the time now. Um, but she had some anxiety. So I, I told her, if you want to sleep with me, you can. So she went to bed and then she came out and she's like, yeah, I, I'm going to sleep with you. And then Coulter, of course, because sister was sleeping with me was like I want to sleep with you too and I said well you can't both sleep in my bed so if you're going to come sleep in here Coulter you need to sleep on the floor and um he did because he's a he's a lunatic he is a 12 (laughs) who can sleep on the floor um I would never I would never no thank you but he has no problem doing it so he slept on the floor and I woke up and that's the morning I texted you I'm like I've got all these kids in my room (laughs) I, I really feel like they did kind of electrify me through the night. So I was, I, I cried off for getting up and getting on the, our zoom call. Um, but yeah, they are. I want them to always feel like mom's bed. They, they already think that mom's bed is the most comfortable bed Yeah, and they sleep better in here. And I feel like I was that way with my mom. I didn't want to sleep with my parents, but I, when my mom was gone, cause she worked a lot. I, I did definitely want to sleep in her bed when she wasn't in there. Yeah. Cause she also was a big, she snored. So <laughs> hard to sleep with her, but um, now I snore and I'm like, I'm going to snore. My kids are like, we know, we know, but we'll still sleep with you. <laughs> I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as my mother's sleeping. Not, not see like, I don't need a CPAP machine. I don't think. Not yet. Maybe one day. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, we have just meandered our way through almost an hour of talking. And even though we didn't have, a, we kind of came to this with a very loose topic this week. Um, but how are you feeling? Feeling good. Thank you. I feel like this was, this was a good unpacking session. I can uh, face the world with slightly different light today. Yeah, I think that's I, the 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 main thing is that it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to change how we feel about the holiday season, but it does give us a little bit more of a set of um, 
tools to say, you know, what is the most important to us? I think that that is the question that we need to ask is what is most important to us? And we get to ask that question every single year. And I think that if we're not asking it every year and we're just assuming that the same things are important year after year, we're doing ourselves a disservice. We're not the same people year after year. What was important last year isn't going to, to be, isn't going to resonate the same this year. And we, we, in order to really enjoy this time of year, like you said, when you were looking at gifts, you know, if you want those things to really mean something, it is time is more important than, than things that we can buy for someone time spent with them. Quality time and experience is more important than any gift um, that we can purchase and give to somebody. And I'm all about function. Like if it, if it wasn't functional and I already know something that I could use. So if we wanted to get together and um, look for something, I already know something that I could use that I would probably say, this would be a functional gift for me that you would probably enjoy buying because it's fucking crystals and shit. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. The, everybody keeps asking me what I want. I'm like, God, I got so much shit. Like, I just don't know that I want anything. I know. And we, and we feel weird saying your time. Yeah. But that's really all I want from everyone <laughs> is I, I just want your time. So a lunch date, you can take me out to lunch you can take me out to breakfast. I mean, there's a million different ways that we can give someone a gift that has nothing that you don't even have to wrap. Yep. Just finding the time to, to send someone an invitation to say, you know, rather than getting you something this year, I'd love to take you out for breakfast or I'd love to take you out for lunch. When can we go? That is good. Yep. Yep. All right. In the meantime, you know, be good to yourself. Let go, you know, work through that conditioning of thinking that we, we have to be any certain way just because it's the fucking most magical time of the year. Magic. We make it the most magical time. It's not just inherently magical. We make the, that time magical. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Love you. Love you.